our people are our number one asset for us to be able to be good coworkers and teammates. It's about getting everyone on the same page. The way I look at Inspired Teams is how do we give people the tools and techniques to work effectively together when business doesn't always turn out the way we plan. I think confrontation is difficult and a lot of people no. avoid it. And I think that there are tools here that make it easier and make it less bad. You know, in interviews, I've noticed the people that come on the team and people that we've hired, they're really interested in this program when we tell them about it. That shows me that in a lot of different companies, they might not have any program like this. They don't have comfortability to communicate effectively with upper management. Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Ginny Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Hi, this is Mitch Simon, the host of Team Anywhere. I wanted to, in this segment, do a, something a little bit different. I've invited my client in, Centura Wealth Advisory. And what they're going to do is they're going to share um, the impact that the this course that I created called Inspired Teams or Excel as a Remote Team Member, uh, the impact that this course has had on their hybrid and or virtual team. I've been delivering this course with um, with Centura since January. So we basically went about 10 months where we brought in the entire virtual and hybrid team, the entire company actually, to help them uh, both learn about what it takes to be a valued and effective hybrid and virtual team player, to learn what it takes, but also to connect on a very intimate, vulnerable basis so that the engagement of all the team members uh, on this team have grown through the roof. They're going to tell you about um, what their experiences is, what their experiences are in taking on this course, Inspire Teams or Excel as Remote Team Member. They're going to share with you how the engagement has soared on their team, and it's just it's just something where I wanted to be able to deliver uh, to my audience a product that would actually have their team excel anywhere. So uh, let's give it up to Centura Wealth Advisory, and I know you're really going to enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your host, Mitch Simon on the West Coast. And today we have a very special episode. When I first launched Team Anywhere, I thought the greatest platform would be to actually have an entire team come on that works from anywhere. Well, today we've got that dream. Today on the podcast, we have the team at Centura Wealth Advisory, a company that prides itself on the highest level of service, accountability, exciting culture, and continuous learning. Centura goes beyond a traditional multifamily office wealth management firm to offer advanced tax and estate planning solutions, which traditional wealth managers often lack in expertise, knowledge, or resources to offer their clients. With us today are Derek Myron and Kyle Malstrom, Managing Directors, Jonathan Freeman, Chief Operating and Compliance Officer, and Zoe Singh, and I didn't write down. What is your... Wealth Advisor. Wealth Advisor, great. So how are y'all doing today? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> A big story on that one. So um, the entire staff 
both uh, those located in San Diego and those located around the country are going through a one-year program called Inspired Teams, a program designed specifically for virtual and hybrid teams. The program empowers all employees virtually and in person to take full responsibility individually for the success of its teams and the company. Since Centura Wealth Advisory began Inspired Teams in January and has seen a boost in its hybrid culture. On today's episode, we're going to dive into this unique program. So let's first talk about Centura Wealth Advisory. What makes Centura such a special place to work? We're going to go with you, Derek. So we have, it's a small group, 40 some folks and two thirds of the people are here in San Diego, a third of the people are elsewhere. And I think together it's a group of folks that are looking to, um, curious about uh, learning new things and figuring out how to provide value to clients. And um, that uh, intellectual curiosity, I think, spreads across all the positions that we're hiring. And with your leadership in, in coaching is to really have really open conversations where things are not left unsaid here. So um, I think that, I think that's, I think that's different than any place I've worked at. Great. Thanks, Derek. And Jonathan, um, can you share with our listeners exactly what is the Inspired Teams program? The way we see it is, you know, our, our people are our number one asset. And for us to be able to good, be good coworkers and teammates, it's about getting everyone on the same page on how we communicate and work together. And really, you know, without open, honest, and a trusted work environment, we can't be an operator at our highest potential. So for me, the way I look at Inspired Teams is how do we give people the tools and the techniques to, to work effectively together when business doesn't always turn out the way we plan, and we have to have open and honest conversations, which through Inspired Teams, we practice on a regular basis to make it, I'll call it a muscle how we operate and effectively be able to address thorny and, and difficult issues that come up, but in an open and, and um, I'll call it non-interrogating uh, way, just an open question that allows everyone to come to the table with an issue, regardless of their stature or position in the organization, and really try and uh, resolve it collectively as a team versus ignore it or, you know, pretend it doesn't. Let's label that compassionate confrontation, Mitch. We're going to have compassionate confrontations about the issue. What is the issue? I haven't heard that one. So compassionate confrontation. I like that. We should write a book about that one. Zoe, um, how has the Inspired Teams program contributed to creating a positive and energized team culture at Centora? You know, after we have the meetings once a month, I think that we all feel um, like we've had a chance to collaborate and communicate with people we don't usually communicate with. So we break out into groups and we get to talk to people as our organization grows that we don't typically speak to, and then also give them a chance to really say how they feel and what they're thinking. And then once they have that chance, I can tell that some people who may be new or may not be comfortable yet feel so much better because they were able to you know, have an opportunity to say what they wanted to say and feel closer to the team because of that. Thanks, Zoe. Um, Kyle, wanted to ask you, 
Can you share any specific outcomes or results that you've seen as a result of implementing the, uh, the program? Yeah, so the results we've seen is definitely increased trust and communication among the team members. Uh, specifically, one of the things that happens in the vocabulary and the way we articulate with one another is this idea we use this phrase called, hey teams, that Mitch, you, you brought to us. And it allows you to communicate how you're feeling about something, which kind of disarms the situation uh, from being accusatory or anything like that. It's like, hey, I feel like this, and I have an issue, and hey, team, what's up with that? And so people have been using that frequently. I just used it last week uh, on something that I had some frustration about. And it was a great way to say, hey, this is the way it makes me feel. And it, uh, people are using that frequently around here. What, what did you share? What was, what was the situation and, and how did you share that? And then I want to go to Derek, uh, who I, I think has a good story on as well. My hey teams was, um, we have a pretty complicated back-end process for some of the stuff we do. And I had a feeling that, that pieces of it weren't engineered or thought through completely. And so in that case, certain things would break down. Uh, so I just said, hey, look, hey, I feel like um, things are going to get missed because this hasn't been thought through. And I would like to have the team spend some time here thinking through this so that we don't have this issue going forward. And it just makes me a little nervous that this hadn't happened. Thanks. So you shared your emotion on how you felt. Derek, you had a story you wanted to share. Yeah, I think just to capitalize on what Kyle said, though, I think that oftentimes, especially if it's something you're addressing that's happened more than once there can be a lot of energy around that and i think i think it's genius just saying hey team right because you're you're saying that to everybody but you're saying hey i feel this way and it's about this issue that maybe this individual on the team is is dropping the ball or something's happened but i i, I was in this room when zoe said to a teammate hey team this thing has this ball has dropped two or three times. And I love the way that you end those things. She ended it, what's up with that? And it, it was disarming to the person who knows that they had dropped the ball. Another teammate on the team was like, wow, that was awesome, Zoe. I love the way you did that. There was a little bit of a laughter around something that could have been difficult, right? She could have gotten emotional about it. She, she wasn't, she just said it matter-of-factly, said how it made her feel. And it allowed the other person to respond and say, gosh, and to set a COS, another term from Mitch's vocabulary, conditions of satisfaction, what's going to be the COS follow-up. On the back of that, there was a new team member on our team. There's seven people on this team. And I'm like, gosh, does it feel weird having this vernacular? He's like, no, I, I absolutely love this. This is great how honest and open these conversations are. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, and I'd love to uh, dive deeper into that. I know, um, share with uh, everyone, you've got a lot of um, new people and a lot of summer interns. And I just want to kind of, you know, it's usually coming into a company is very difficult. Um, I'd love to hear more about how these newbies are taking to, um, you know, right in your face. You know, no, you're part of the company. You're going to go through this program with us together and how that's been for them. Kind of similar to the situation with non-interns, but just anyone coming in, you know, we, we've got a very open and transparent culture and it's these monthly meetings and, and other avenues 
where you know that they expose themselves or for who they truly are. There's no hiding. <laughs> it's like we are a transparent culture, and you know you're not gonna step up or at least you know share. You're gonna get called out, and that's part of uh, being real human and us really understanding what motivates you and. Passions in life, we always like to refer to the North Star and having them share where they trying to get to because uh, ultimately we're all here to help each other achieve success and however we define it. And so bringing in interns that get exposure to the true culture, you know, on day one, effectively we even had some starting almost on the day of an event like that. It's sometimes shock and awe, but in reality, they're like, wow, this is really enlightening. Uh, and we get to know them very fast. It's not like they're, you know, hiding in the corner doing some spreadsheet work. They're getting pulled in, full boat to uh, our culture and who we are and how we operate. So it's been extremely successful. I'd add they got the opportunity to voice Mitch that um, they really wanted to be mentored and they really wanted coaching and feedback and communication and access to leadership. Those were all things that came out of that. That's great. That's great. I know that we see that a lot um, where people want mentoring and they're able to say, Hey, I want mentoring. What's up with that? Zoe, any, um, any stories uh, that you have coming out of your groups? I, I think one thing I'd share is it, it was uh, one of the hate teams sessions where in your format, you know, we, we do these kind of real time surveys on various topics and things that people are, uh, you know, related to the, the overall uh, seminar or whatever the, the topic is. And one of them really kind of struck me, which is there's this kind of either uh, perception or reality gap between where people want to be understood and where they are understood uh, by their peers and people that work for them and uh, leadership in the organization. And just looking at the responses, there was this like, wow, there's a, a, a vacuum here of, of information that for whatever reason isn't being shared. And so it inspired me personally to go and have, uh, you know, short, I call them walking one-on-ones, but, you know, reach out and touch everyone to really get their perspective around, you know, this, this uh, I'll call it data that, that I saw uh, as part of the survey. And it didn't always manifest in the same outcome, in the same, uh, I'll call it responses. I thought it would be all lopsided in one way or another, but in reality, everyone has a different perspective. Everyone sees their position in the organization, you know, differently. And in some cases, like Zoe, who's been with us, you know, what, seven, six, seven years, um, she's seen the organization grow and evolve in a different way than someone who's just been here six months. And so it, that, you know, single question might look like there's a problem, but in reality, it isn't. It's just different perspectives all coming together. And, and again, it was inspirational for me trying to you know, get get feedback from the lowest levels of the organization. And I appreciate you uh, doing that survey for us. Yeah, that was. Um, I remember that moment where you know we were basically talking as part of the inspired teams. Is that it is um, it is important as a team member that you are understood. And in fact, if you don't feel like you're understood. If you don't feel like you're listened to, then it's something you should say, hey, team, uh, I'm not feeling understood. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't know, sad about that. What's up with that? And when we asked the question, you know, do you feel understood by senior leadership? Um, there was definitely a voice there saying, I want to feel more understood by senior leadership. 
And that was just, um, it's very interesting because I bet the same thing would happen in every single company because I've, I've actually had this, had this class with other companies and it just, it always comes out like I want to feel more understood, which is, I think, so important today. Jonathan was doing uh, his Inspired Team walks. Uh, he found areas with people that are on my team that I'm uh, managing and gave me coaching on, you know, how to increase communication with your team make sure that they're aware of, you know, new team members and stuff like that. So that was really helpful for me, for Jonathan to kind of connect with everyone and then get to meet for their coaching. Hey, we're taking a quick break to remind you to support our podcast by hitting the subscribe button and leaving us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us continue to bring you more engaging and thought-provoking content for leadership and remote work. In what ways do you think the program has helped your organization attract and retain top talent? I know we've only been going at it for like six and a half months, but has it helped with um, retention and uh, attraction of talent? Well, I think that uh, when you <laughs> come to one of these meetings and you share the story about a culture that you were in and there was somebody in the group that said, well, you know, I'm the new person on the team. And then you're like, oh, great, Tom, how long have you been here? Oh, I've been here six years. Um, when you share, listen, day one, we expect you to employees, uh, we expect you to contribute and participate and we want to hear from you. I, it, it clearly is not, um, the norm and it does make some people uncomfortable. And the reason part of our process is we do walk a Wednesdays here where we, the partners make breakfast for everybody, bring them into that culture expose them to that we're, it, it isn't a corporate culture whereby um, a lot of things are not said or, or uh, uh, there's a lot of unspoken rules. It's bit, you know highly communicative and um, we expect, we expect people to voice out their, their issues, um, whether it be this program or our 48 hour rule, um, we expect that compassion confrontations to happen often if they need to occur. So, um, how has this program helped us? I think it's furthered our culture today to say, this is, this is what we expect. If there's an issue, we expect you, if I have an issue with Zoe, I, I'm expected to go to Zoe and share, Zoe, I have this issue. And if I'm sharing it with Kyle, Kyle's expected to share with me, Derek, you have 48 hours to discuss it with Zoe or forever it's your issue, you need to let it go. And I think your program here just um, expands upon what we've already been putting together here to expand the culture. So can I give a different example? Um, obviously, you know, part of your uh, whole uh, teaching is about dealing with hybrid teams, which post COVID, that is our, our current company culture and probably will be henceforth uh, the organization that we're managing. And for me, you know, going back to those inspired teams, we have one very, um, I'll call it uh, strong leader or emerging leader in the organization who's 100% remote and his team is all in a different building that he only rarely sees in person. And, and one of my questions when I had my virtual walk with him, uh, you know, over teams, literally outside, we both took our phones and walked outside uh, virtually. I said, you know, 
how is it working out of your house? Um, and outside of the kids running around and all the noises and all that, he actually said it's working out great for me uh, because of the culture of being able to have these conversations with teammates and others, you know, in a hybrid format and having, you know, us come together both virtually and, and also in person to be able to talk and, and share those concerns and address them instead of festering or, you know, many other companies are dealing with, I'll call it a very trans or mobile workforce where as soon as they run into a bump, speed bump in their situation, they're just out on the street looking for a new role. I think in terms of the retention question, you said this, this program and just generally the culture that we're trying to develop tries to avoid the speed bumps. It gets us communicating and addressing those issues so that we can, again, retain the best talent because of our ability and willingness to be open and, and hear where the issues are and address them versus just kind of ignore them. So um, I, I think that, you know, the hybrid fashion of trying to bring people together and then have that same ability to say, hey, teams, how come I wasn't invited to Waffle Wednesday or whatever it might be uh, is, is definitely just part of the culture we're trying to introduce here. Yeah, you know, what's beautiful is, um, is I'm reading a book right now. I'm reading a lot, always books. And they're basically saying that the best companies are doing development all the time. So, so as you're saying with, with hate teams, what's up with that is, yeah, we get in a room and everyone gets in the room for two hours a month, uh, whether you're in person or hybrid. And we have some very, very, um, let's say intimate conversations, some very, uh, close connected, uh, transparent conversations. And then when we leave, as you are saying, you've got the walk, the walk arounds, and you also have people doing the hate team, which is, you know, it's hard to be alone uh, as part of a team. And yet what we, what we did with this program is take all the learnings that we've, that we've uh, learned from our, let's say our guests over the last two and a half years with team anywhere and put them inside the program. So it allows, uh, cause you hear so many times that it's impossible to have a hybrid company, um, like you could have a in-person company. But I do think that your company is proof that hybrid works as long as you're having those conversations. And I believe that with this program, people are having more intimate conversations more regularly in your company as a hybrid company than a lot of companies are having where they have to go into the office five days a week. I stand by that. I totally agree with that, Mitch. Yeah. I totally agree with that. My North star. Yeah. I do believe uh, strongly that, um, People have lives that are as important at work out of work, um, and they should be able to pursue that the, that as well. Especially if they like fishing, right, Kyle? <laughs> All right. So, what feedback? What feedback have you received from team members regarding the effectiveness of this program or their um, their you know passion for this program? I think confrontation is difficult, and a lot of people avoid it. And I think that there are tools here that make it easier and make it less combative. I think just it's disarming to say, hey, team, I feel. Yeah. Uh, what's up with that? Um, I think 48-hour rule, you're, this is an expectation. Not, hey, it's, a, it's not a choice. It's an expectation to work here. So I think those kinds of tools are helpful because in life, I think, confrontation 
people have just shied away from it. I shy away from it. I don't say anything. And I think with the with the hybrid culture, it could breed more of that rather than more shying away from confrontation rather than no, we're going to have compassionate confrontation. Here's some tools to do it. Thanks. Anyone else want to share any feedback they've heard from the from uh, people at Centura? After those meetings, when we do our monthly exercises, right? So every month I get together with my buddy and we go through it and we talk through it and we'll come up with a phrase, hey team, I feel like this about this and that. And we'll go through that and kind of dissect it and get a little bit more granular on it so that the communication's even more specific and crystal clear when you want to communicate so that it comes across right on target. Um, and so those one-on-ones, those meetings go great. Those, that's a, I learn a lot. My buddy learns a lot. I think it's great. And the feedback I heard just kind of echoes what <clears throat> Zoe said earlier, which is by having these sessions, people that don't wouldn't normally interact are interacting. And they're getting to pe- know people outside of their department or organization at a more intimate level that allows them to, again, have great secure bonds to have people that can share or find common interests, whether it's fishing or, you know, whatever that might be. Um, you know, I learned someone was Russian the other day that I had no idea that, you know, Russian heritage, like, oh, I wouldn't have otherwise known that if it wasn't for these conversations that are kind of inspired or instigated through inspired. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the part that I do love is the, these, I don't know if you call it speed dating or speed network or speed interactions, but um, we're constantly throwing you into a new deep conversation with someone who you probably don't work with a lot. Um, and you really get to know those people really deeply. Mitch, I would just say that, that if you're looking at a return on investment, it, there's a, there's a big cost, right? Of, um, you and then all the time invested, and then what's the what's on the other side of the equation is okay you're going to have familiarity more quickly because you're forcing these interactions to occur you're going to learn more about each other but i think that it's also really giving people the confidence of how to address things that are important to them where in previous jobs i even myself right I'm, okay i'm not ready to share this yet being willing to share what's going on getting the information of what's going on to make things better that's the return. So, um, yeah, there's cost of time spent and money spent, but the return is those forced interactions of knowing each other and giving confidence in, it's going to be accepted that I can say, Hey team, what's going on? It may be emotional for me, but what's up with that? That's the value in the, the, the whole thing, getting the, getting what's true for them and going on in the organization. I know that, um, your company has a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal to grow both um, both the customer base, the, the, the amount, the, the number of customers, as well as the quality of service with those clients. How has, um, have you seen any impact? How is the level of service of, you know, everyone being involved in this company then, then communicating and connecting with your clients? Have you seen anything that is spectacular? Um, from the program? It's hard to like pinpoint something because I think it's just a cultural thing and it raises the level of all the people here to deliver on excellence, which is one of our values. And we have authentic conversations about it. And we're not afraid to bring it to everyone's attention. Hey, this is an issue that may be, 
or hey, we're trying to initiate a new, we have a new initiative that requires these people and this is something new, how should we approach it? So I think it's, 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 it's definitely more of a cultural thing and how we approach the clients um, than like something just really specific, like, hey, somebody go do this one thing for the client. I think it's just the way you, you behave and the way you show up. I think those authentic conversations about things that are difficult or things that didn't go well or things that, you know, people don't like having those conversations. And so the more, if you can do it with your team, you're going to do it even better with clients and how you show up and, 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 and they get that. We're going to round out the, uh, the questions here. What do you think sets this, the inspired team program apart from other approaches to team building or cultural build, culture development or culture building? You know, in interviews, I've noticed when we're interviewing new people to come on the team and people that we've hired, they're really interested in this program when we tell them about it. Um, and I think at a lot, that shows me that at a lot of different companies, they might not have any program like this. They don't have comfortability to communicate effectively with upper management. So I, I've noticed that um, a lot of people do get really excited about it. And it's typically the top talent that we're looking to hire that's excited about this. Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it's pretty uncommon to see this level of transparency and, and broader engagement across <clears throat> an organization, sometimes very pocketed towards, you know, emerging leaders or, you know, one, one census within the company versus another. Uh, and for us, you know, again, we, we've experimented with different ways of, of engaging the entire organization, but truly once we're all doing it together and learning together, the impact that Derek's point of return on investment is magnified way better than one small pocket getting the learning and the rest of the organization not valuing or benefiting from that. So I really think that that level of, you know, broader deployment, if you call it that, is, is way more advantageous than other programs or reading having a book club or whatever other method they might choose to, to try and up-level the organization. This for us works extremely well given our structure and who we have with us. Can I add to that? Please. Mine's a little different take on it, but it raises the emotional intelligence of everybody here. And it raises it because ordinarily I can, I would have never started a sentence with, hey, I feel like this. Hey, team, I feel like this. That's just not how. I don't think a lot of people will ever do it that way. At least I don't. And so by communicating what you feel or by, let's just say, Zoe communicates the way she feels, I may in my head have a totally different thought of how she would feel about it. And then she tells me, I'm like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, let me help you with that because of this, that, and that. And it, it just, just disarms it, raises the emotional intelligence. Of and Mitch, to the point that, you know, our job, to be an advisor to clients and having that high level of PI, being able to, you know, get their fears, concerns, passions, and everything out on the table. To the extent that we're building those muscles across the organization, our advisors do a better job getting our clients into a spot where we understand them better and ultimately can achieve better outcomes because we know them better. 
Okay, I want to thank you all. Um, if our listeners want to learn more about Centura Wealth Advisories, Centura Wealth Advisory, where should they go? Probably the easiest place is our website. That's www.centurawealth.com. Pretty simple. Based in San Diego, but have offices uh, throughout the United States, and obviously now I'm serving clients just about anywhere, but uh, as much as we can, uh, you know, in our local. Great. Um, and then just to, to close, I, you know, I admire your company for um, really spending a lot of time to develop every single individual in the company. And it really shows, it shows um, in um, just the energy every time I walk into the room with uh, all these amazing people and new people, young people. Um, and it also shows in your ability to grow because you guys are bursting at the seams in growth and it's just so fun to see. So I want to thank you so much for your time everyone, uh, Zoe, Jonathan, Derek, and Kyle. And uh, to our listeners out there, please share this episode with your friends, your colleagues, your family. We'll see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Before we sign off for today, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps us grow. And by subscribing, you'll be the first to know when our exciting next episode is available.